Hi guys, Dr. Wendy Dearborn in the house with another episode of You and the Laws of Attraction. Well guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about how badly do you want it and we're going to define some things out about that and I'm actually going to read a little fable to you. Um, It's taken from uh, what dad said, you know, my dad loved Uh, stories. He loved parables. He loved fables. He loved something that could, a story that could illustrate a point. But anyway, that being said, guys, welcome to the show. But before we get started, how are you all doing? You know, COVID is still making its presence known in so many people's lives, in so many people's, in so many different ways. Um, Yeah, uh, you know, for all intent and purposes, we are still on, if you will, lockdown. And I say that loosely because, yes, you can go out. Yes, you can go here. I'm in Las Vegas. So, yes, you can go to casinos, et cetera, et cetera. But it's still very, um, there's still quite a lot of limitations on, on what we can do. That being said, that being said. When this first started, when COVID first hit, one of the things I did was I had actually gone out on the airways and I said, look, take this time, this opportunity that has been presented to you. Now, it might not feel like an opportunity based on all the things that are going on in your life. You know, the fears, my job, money, um, getting sick, you know, elderly people dying, not being able to see your loved ones, all, all of this jazz. And one of the things that I had said was simply this. Uh, Take this time, take this opportunity to take stock of what you want in your life. And I really meant that. Use this time frame to do some internal cleansing. And I'm not just talking about cleansing the body. I'm talking about cleansing the mind. Take this time to figure out what it is that you really want. And I don't mean what it is that people think you should have or what it is that you think you should do because it's the right thing to do. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about what it is that you say that you want. You see, because within that wanting, believe it or not, is found your purpose. Within that true, and I mean that true gut and authentic wanting, there is your purpose found. There is found uh, your potential. There is found, if you will, your moneymaker. Okay, guys, your moneymaker is found there. So I had encouraged my my tribe, if you will, to take this time to, to figure it out. You see, you've got time now. And one of the things that I did discover with, you know, everything that's going on this pandemic, and believe me, when I say it's worldwide, I have family in several different countries. And it's, it's amazing how everything is following suit. And I mean, everything is following suit. Um, every, every country, take the West Indies, uh, Canada, uh, the UK, 
uh, let's see, uh, New Zealand uh, and a few other places. I, I have family there and I'm talking about family and everything is following suit. It's the same thing all over. But that being said, because I digress, I am getting off of topic. That That being said, take time out to figure out what you want. Even if you were going to work, that's the other thing. There are a lot of people, they were saying that there were a lot of people that weren't going to work. Most of the people that I know, um, while work for them had slowed down, like they were going in every other day, they were rotating every other day. So all the staff weren't there at one time and things like that. Most of the people I know, they actually wound up going to work. But that being said, guys, it's vitally important that you figure out what it is that you want to do for your life. There's something that it's important to know. If you don't actively utilize your energy to create the life that you want to live, you will be used for somebody to create their life. What I mean by that is you're going to be used for somebody who knows what they want in their life. But anyway, guys, once again, welcome. Thank you so much uh, for, for joining me. And today we're going to be talking about how badly do you really want it? So let me just pull this up on the screen here. Okay, we're going to be talking about how badly do you really want it? So and guys, just just roll with me on this. As I said to you, I'm going to actually read a fable, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but just roll with me on this, okay? So many of us lament, and I mean lament. We bitch, we moan, we whine, we cry, we kick, we carry on about what we are lacking or wishing for in our lives that we don't have. But my question to you is how badly do you want it? How badly do you want the things that you say that you're longing for, the things that you wish that you had, the things that you say that you really desire? How badly do you want it? As I said a little while ago, today I'm going to share a fable with you or a little story. And you may have heard this before, but that's okay. You might get something from it today. Something might strike a chord. Something might resonate within you. But anyway, I'm going to I'm going to be sharing this little story with you and I'm going to be using the moral of this story as a metaphor for your own life. You know, and this story can provide you, should you choose, a serious yardstick to use, a serious yardstick. My phone's my phone. She's so nosy, my telephone. Um a serious yardstick uh, to use as to how you're going to measure how badly you want what you say you want in life or what, you know, whatever it is that you say that you want for your life. Okay, guys, it's really important. And as a disclaimer, sometimes this comes towards the end of the show. Sometimes it's at the beginning of the show. I'm going to tell you this, guys, just because I'm saying it doesn't make it so. Okay, this might not be it for you. Okay, just because somebody says it doesn't make it right. I'm sharing with you my experience, 
Your life is about your experience and creating that experience for you. Okay? You need to do your own due diligence. All right, guys? You need to do your own due diligence. Because what's happened to me, and as I say, guys, your life is happening for for you. So what's happened for me in my life is really for me. I'm just sharing with you my thoughts and my experiences. You need to do your own due diligence. You don't need to be a clone and or a clown for that matter for anybody. But anyway, guys, that, that being said, uh, far, far too often in life, we say that we want things. You know, guys, you know, the, the perfect relationship, the beautiful home, the job, the car, financial security, you know, perfect health, the perfect body, you, you know, fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. And might I say there's nothing wrong with any of the above that I mentioned. They're all yours for the taking. But anyway, you fill in the blank. There are things that you say that you want, you know, you dream of having. We say the, we, we say the, we, we say that we want these things. We dream about them. We cry, we kick, we scream, we moan. And, and, and let's not forget, we bitch and we whine about this stuff as well. Because these are the things that we say that we desire most. These are the things that we say that we desire most that just won't. Capital W-O-N-T. Won't, uh, you know, apostrophe um, T. They won't manifest in our lives. We lament, we moan, we, we, we cry, we kick, we scream. Because sadly, it appears that all the crap that we don't want is the thing or the things that we seem to experience is the things that we seem to that seem to come to the top of the heap in our lives the things that we don't want to happen happen you know i don't want to be broke as a joke and hey presto it manifests lack of money i don't want to be in a a dysfunctional or unloving relationship and hey presto, it manifests. I'm in a bad relationship or another bad relationship. I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy. I don't want to be in poor, poor health. And hey presto, poor health manifests. I don't want to be in an unfulfilling um, job that is going, as I perceive it, nowhere, nowhere. And hey presto, it manifests. And the list goes on and on. What we desire most in life is fill in the blank. Ironically, the things that we desire the most, it appears that we are unable to go the distance to get it. Now, I say go the distance. I literally mean um, physically and guys, I'm going to talk about mentally because this is what this is all about, the inner work. So physically and mentally, we are unable to go the distance. 
You see, if you haven't got the mental down, the inner work down, it doesn't matter how much work you do physically, it's going to turn out to be busy work. Now, the reason why we're not able to go the distance for that is really varied and it's as varied guys as there is sand on every shoreline on the face of this earth but it's vitally important that you're aware that the underpinning here the thing that underpins everything here is the reason found in your inability to stay the course and for the most part The reason found in your inability to stay the course stems from what you're thinking. It stems from what you're thinking. Now, we like to call, um, how should I say, when things don't go our way, all right, when things don't go our way, way, it can be called self-sabotage or it can be be a product of self-sabotage. It can be a product of being afraid, fear. It can be a product of feeling lack of support, lack of motivation, being bloody minded. You can attach whatever label you want as to why you are unable to go the distance to get what it is that you really say that you want. But the truth is that people say they want things and yet they don't really do enough to get the things that they want. And I'm going to cut you all some slack here. I'm going to cut some slack here. Sometimes it's because it hasn't been brought to your awareness. The, um, the, the, the things that you may do, the things that you can do to support yourself in being able to manifest. So I'm cutting you some slack here. But there's, there's truth to this when I say this, that people say they want things, but yet they're not really prepared to do what it is that they need to do to get it. One of the things that actually strikes me as really ironic, when we, that's me, you, us, everybody, when we don't get the things that we want, We then have these experiences that are internal, emotional and external, physical. We have a reaction to that. And we can spiral down into depression. We can spiral down into ill health. We can spiral down and it's always this spiral down into retreating away from self and the world. We can spiral down into creating yet another pity party where you are the solitary guest, you're the host, you're the DJ, you're everything, you know, the bartender, this pity party of one, we can spiral down into that. But no matter where we spiral to, the final analysis states that you were unable to go to the, go the course and you didn't get what you want. So the question is, is that deemed as a failure? If you set out to do something and you don't get what you want, is it deemed as a failure? Well, the use of the term and the connotation that failure can bring into your life, that's a choice. As I said to you guys, you need to do your own due diligence. How you choose to view uh, failure and that word is how you choose to, to, to view that word. But for those of you who know me and for those of you who are getting to know me, for my family, 
for my friends, for my clients and my acquaintances. You know, I do not believe in failure. There's no such thing. When things go south or things go in the opposite direction or they go off on this tangent that you couldn't even foresee coming. When things do not pan out the way in which you expect them to. Once you get over, over it, that scenario creates an opportunity for you to view the situation as an endless possibility for learning, growth and teaching you, teaching you on an intimate and up close and personal level, as close as breathing, personal level, how to manifest or what you need to to manifest. And okay, guys, I'm going to say here and just roll with me. I'm going to say here that when things don't go your way, I'm not saying to you guys that you're not going to be hurt. I'm not saying that you're not going to be angry. I'm not saying that you're not going to feel like trust has been broken or your heart has been broken. I'm not going to say that you're not going to be confused and angered and afraid and disillusioned and feel pain and any other emotion that you can attach to the feeling for not getting getting what you want in life or for what you wanted to manifest, you know, the disappointment. I'm not going to say that you ain't going to feel that because you will. And that's life. Everything that I mentioned above comes into your life, manifests into your life for you so that you can, mm, so that it can point you in a direction so you can find clarity. And so guys, just, just, just bear me, bear with me uh, for a hot minute because I'm going to go off on a tangent here. Emotions, far too many people make choices based on their emotions, but your emotions are mercurial. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you will hear me say many of these things over and over and over again. Your emotions are mercurial. Today you'll be angry about something and you will laugh so hard you nearly pee your pants. And that same thing that you laughed at today, you will be fit to be tied tomorrow. You are so angry. What has changed? Perhaps how you look at it. I don't know. But this is what emotions are. You know, next week, you, 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 you might not even remember what really ticked you off about this. You know, or you have a family feud going. And you can't even remember what started it. That's how long the feud's been going. You cannot remember what started it. Because at the end of the day, emotions and your feelings are pointers, they're flags, they're they're yardsticks, they're benchmarks for you so that you can know what to do next, the choice of what to do next. And again, don't make choices based on your emotions. Allow your emotions 
to show you what you are truly feeling so you can take stock of where you're at. You can look at it. You might be mad with, I don't know, uh, a work colleague, um, family member, a politician, and you're, you're on a rant. But when you sit back and you take stock about what's going on, you realize it's not them. It's, it's not them. What you're really cheesed off about is the fact that you hate your job. And as a result of that, anything and everything that certain people do is going to irritate you. And guys, when I say it can be as simple as that, I really mean that. It can be as simple as that. But that being said, let me get back on topic. I'm not saying that, you know, you're not going to be hurt. You're not going to have this, you know, disappointment and disappointment guys is when expectation doesn't meet your reality or the reality of the situation doesn't meet the expectation. Disappointment ensues. So I'm not going to say that you're not going to have all of that when, when things go south, when things don't go the way you want. But what I am saying is that there is a chance that when you have these experiences that you'll drop down and sometimes guys the landing will be freaking hard it'll you know the situation can bring you to your knees but the focal point shouldn't be what has brought you to your knees the focal point should be the fact that you are getting up the fact that you must get up So what I'm saying to you is simply this, when things go south and it brings you to whatever emotional despair you encounter for you, what I'm telling you is get the hell up. Focus on getting up. Now, I'm I'm, I'm going to say this. Scientists, psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, counselors, and then those would be pseudo counselors, scientists, psychologists, psychiatrists, pseudo that come in the form of family, friends, colleagues, etc., can actually provide you with scientific and the pseudo unscientific proof to validate why it's okay that you didn't actually go the distance, why it didn't go right for you, why um, it all went wrong. You know, you'll hear, you know, you were born on the wrong side of the world. You were born female instead of male. You were born male instead of female. You were born into wealth or you were born into poverty. You were born in the wrong era. You were born with the wrong skin tone color. You were born into the wrong traditional religion. You know, you can find and somebody can find a valid reason as to why what has happened has happened. And are they all wrong with their theories and their hypotheses? No, guys, they can't be. Invariably, there is much credence to what they have to say. 
You know, they nailed it. They nailed your socialization. They nailed, you know, your, your, your human condition as to why you can't go the distance. Guys, they, they hit it right on the head. You know, the fact remains that many of the professionals and some of the pseudo professionals, they feel that they can almost read you like a book. In fact, many people, many of the professionals are based on their training. And then with the years of experience, they can look at you and you start speaking. And with the first, within the first three minutes, they've kind of got a summation of what's going on for you. They have a summation and they then put into practice, their practice, their version of the extent of your potential. Now, if you think I'm lying or if you think I'm not telling the truth, then I urge you, if you have anybody in your circle who is a professional like this and they are truly your friends, speak with them candidly. candidly. Ask them about this. Ask them and you'll see. One of the things that it is really important to do is not to allow people to pigeonhole you. Don't become somebody's thought process about you. Don't make it your truth unless you want to. Don't make it your truth by default by not doing what you need to do for you. Much of not being able to, you know, go the course, go the distance has been said to be rooted in fear. And for most people, it is that, and it's the fear of unknown. Now, being afraid can sometimes be a sensible thing. Okay, guys, be afraid. Don't don't go into the alley after dark. Don't actually don't go don't go into the alley during daylight hours either. You know, don't do that. Don't don't eat something that's toxic. Don't be around people who are toxic. Be afraid, be very, very afraid and utilize that emotion, that, that, that thing that emotes within you, it comes up and out so you can see it. Utilize that so that you can regroup and make a different choice. That being said, fear, when you are afraid, it becomes, it, it, it's not sensible when Fear prevents you from moving forward in your life. Or when you have allowed fear or used fear as a smokescreen for for procrastination and or a smokescreen for being lazy so you do not do what it is that you need to do. But yet still you're going to lament, you're going to bitch, you're going to moan, you're going to whine, you're going to cry, you're going to kick, you're going to scream, you're going to have an adult tantrum because you didn't get what you want. Do not blame fear for your inability to move forward simply because you can't be bothered or you won't be bothered to look further within 
as to what it is that you are wanting. Life is all about choices. That being said, I'm not saying that sometimes, you know, fear, fear, and in some cases, fear can paralyze you. And believe it or not, sometimes that's a good thing because you don't need to do what it is that you're doing. However, professionally, professionally, I see on a regular basis, fear taking the blame for someone's choices not to do or not to go the distance. And that's a whole different ball game. That's a whole different ball game from you getting ready to, I don't know, uh, sign a contract and you become paralyzed by fear because the, um, mm, the intuitive you, the inner you, the, um, the spiritual you can see that this is not the way for you to go. This is not the way for you to go. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people saying that they're afraid to, you know, to, to, to look into their life because they're not going to like what they see and yada, yada, yada. And that's a whole, that's a whole different ball game. And funny enough, what that reminds me of is there was the late, great Flip Wilson. He was a talented comedian, very, very talented. And he had, he had a TV show in the very early seventies. And he performed this skit that was called The Devil Made Me Buy That Dress. And you should be able to find that on YouTube. And it, it's a wonderful skit. And it talks about the way that people use mm, other things. And in this case, it was the devil to buy a dress that, that uh, in the skit, uh, Flip Wilson wanted. People use fear and loneliness and... Um, mistrust and disillusionment and you fill in the blank. People use all these things to do exactly that, to prevent them moving forward. And then they bitch, moan, whine and cry. And then, as I said to you earlier, you are used by other people who know what they want. You will be used so that they can get to where it is that they need to do, need, need to be. And some of it is done nicely and some of it is not done nicely at all. So guys, when embarking on a new venture or adventure as it is, whether this be an intimate relationship, you know, one that's going to lead to uh, a lifelong commitment to each other, marriage or whatever it looks like. It is normal to have a certain amount of fear. It's normal to have a certain amount of trepidation. And this is because you know what you want to go on in this relationship, or you know what you want to happen within the business, but you're not 100% sure. You're not 100% sure. So is there fear? Yes, there is. Should it paralyze you? Oh, hell no, it shouldn't. When an appropriate amount of fear, okay, when, when you, when, when you have an appropriate amount of fear, it should actually support you in regrouping, taking stock of the situation so that you might need to tweak, massage or totally change a choice. It shouldn't paralyze you. It shouldn't 
paralyze you. And guys, I know you might be saying, um, how is this? How, how, how does this tie into how badly do I want it? Well, it really does tie into how badly you want something. I think when people stop thinking um, about fear preventing them from moving forward, they will find um, that it's not actually the the venture or um, the adventure or even getting to the pot of gold at the rainbow's end that's the problem. What's the problem for most people, as I alluded to just a minute ago, it's not knowing what's going to go on in the journey as they journey. And thus they become unsure of whether the pot of gold's kind of worth it. And will the pot of gold manifest? And you know something, it's just easier if I don't do this. It's just easier if I just, you know, blame fear or as Flip Wilson said, you know, the devil made me buy this dress. It's just easier if I blame something else for not moving forward. So your inability to believe in what you want, because that's what that boils down to. And I won't even get started on that tangent because this podcast will not end if I get started on the whole belief tangent. So your in, your inability to believe in what you want, regardless of what you see along the way, is the problem. It's not fear, guys. You're actually not afraid. Most of you are really quite fearless. You're living your life, right? You've got to the age where you've got. You have to be fearless to get to where you are now. No matter where you are in your game of life, you've got to be fearless. So once again, your your inability to believe, and I'm putting that in parenthesis, your inability to believe in in parenthesis, in what you want, regardless of what you see along the way, is the problem, not you being afraid. It's about your belief. It's about how badly you want it, how badly you desire it. Your inability to want your manifestation badly enough, irrespective of what you see on the journey, irrespective of this thing that you've now called fear, which actually is your lack of belief, is the problem. You can start, okay, you can start to see where I'm going with this. Or can you see where I'm going with this? Can you see the picture of what I'm painting here, now, today? And if not, if not, here it is in a nutshell. What's going on for you in your life? What's going on in your life in regard to the lack of manifestation or the lack of direction, I don't know where I want to go, is your belief in you and what you can do. That is what is going on for you right now. Mm, Guys, look, in order for you to move forward in your life, in a conscious way, you must first make a choice. 
If you do not make a conscious choice, the programs that you are running in your subconscious mind will be utilized to make a choice for you. Nothing in this universe, and I mean nothing in this universe, stands still. It's always moving, always oscillating, always moving, always oscillating. Guys, you are always moving forward. This is whether you are consciously aware of your movement forward or what you're moving to and or not. But you are always moving forward. So guys, to go the distance to get what you want requires overcoming many things. And one of them is really keeping your eye on the goal. The other is getting up when you drop down. And as I said to you earlier, you will drop down on your journey, on your different journeys. Being tired and being afraid, being sad, being lonely, being isolated and having a cacophony of chatter going on inside your head That, might I add, is more often than not telling you what you can't do and all the bad things that will happen and all the bad things that have happened to you, bringing up all your past failures, your hurts, and if you will, your shames. All of this and more, all of this and more requires overcoming so that you can get to it. And that's in parentheses, it And the it is the thing that you want to manifest in your life. And guys, all that I mentioned above, being afraid, being knocked down, getting up, sad, lonely, isolated, this incessant chatter and bringing up all sorts of stuff that is just not relevant anymore. All this sort of stuff that just brings more negativity out. Guys, you have to go through it. You have to go through it to get to it. You have to start this process of believing in yourself. You're fearless. You're here, aren't you? You got here. You got here. One of the things that I am definitely, definitely famous for saying is simply this. I can't breathe for you and you can't breathe for me. Only you can breathe for you. If I need to administer mouth-to-mouth resuscitation so you can live, one of us is going to die and it's going to be you because you cannot live on my carbon dioxide. In the same way, You can't eat for me and I can't eat for you. If you are eating for me, I'm going to starve to death. You have to believe in you and you have to do for you. So on on a personal note in, in regard to self, okay, this, this is me guys. I am in no way saying to you that I haven't self-sabotaged because I have. When I say have, God knows and God knows 
that I have and God knows there are times when I have thrown the towel in and one of the shocking things is that the towel was or the towels have been balled back up with a rock inside and thrown back at my head it's the kind of two by four it's the kind of two by four the difference in me personally succeeding the difference in me personally succeeding is truly the story I'm going to share with you now. I'm going to share with you a little story. And this is how I have succeeded. And I'm going to say this, guys. I didn't realize that I was doing this um, until, I don't know, many years later. I didn't realize that this was going on for me until years later but before I share this story with you this fable there are two things that I want to clarify number one going the distance is about the uh, is, going the distance is about the physical things that you need to do it's about knocking on doors following up cold calls getting the right sleep eating the right food for you however that works out for you you know, doing what you need to do physically for you. That's really important. That, that, that's part of the, the process. However, most of, most of the things about going the distance pertains to your mental work and your mental outlook. What you choose to believe about you. What you choose to believe in, in the face of what's going on. And it's about how, how, how you balance that. It's about how you balance that. And it's about how badly do you want it. For anybody who has been addicted to anything out there, and I really mean addicted to anything out there, and they, they, they have their addiction in check, what that means is they have created a balance or perhaps an imbalance, if you will, because they want to be addiction free just that tiny bit more than they want to be addicted that's how badly they want it number 2 what can be a serious mind bender and i experienced this recently very recently actually with one of my clients but um what what can be a serious mind bender is that you finally achieved your goal, your desire, your dream, and yay, it manifested for you, and boo-hoo, it was one huge anticlimax. And this happens to so many people. You can take that opportunity to realize, you know, that, that anticlimactical feeling. You can take that opportunity to realize what is really most important when you are going the distance is the journey you've taken and everything that you have learnt along the way because everything that you've learnt along the way can actually be utilised it can be utilised so that you can um, apply that when you are wanting to create something else in your life but anyway let me let me um 
let me actually read you this fable, this story. Here we go. An influential, wise old man lived on the side of a mountain near a beautiful, tranquil, peaceful lake. It was common practice for people to come from far and wide to seek his wisdom, to seek his advice. This old man spent, this wise old man spent many hours sitting on his front porch, hour after hour. Rocking in his favourite, in his favourite rocking chair, contemplating, meditating, thinking and communing. This is what he did. One day, the old man was sitting in his favourite position, sitting in his rocking chair. He noticed a young man striding up the pathway to his home. The young man marched up the hill and stood tall and erect before him. The old man looked him over and asked politely, what can I do for you? The young man replied, I was told by many people far and wide that you were very wise. They said that you can give me the secret of finding happiness and success. I want that secret. As the young man spoke, the wise old man listened intently to what he had to say. He spent several minutes rocking and looking out, looking out into the beyond, looking out at the sky, looking out at the scenery. And apparently, the young man thought that he was lost in, lost in thought The wise old man rose quickly to his feet and kind of shocked the young man a little bit because it underlied, uh, you know, his look didn't go with his agility. It kind of belied his age. And when he grabbed the, the young man firmly by the wrist, which surprised him, the young man thought to himself, this old boy is as strong as an ox. Doesn't look it, but he's as strong as an ox. With the young man held firmly in his grasp, the wise old man led him back down the path that he came to, towards the lake. Not a word was spoken. The young man was obviously confused, but kept walking, you see, because he wanted the secret. As soon as they approached the lake, The young man thought that that they were going to stop, but the old man didn't stop. He walked into the water and the old man pulled the young boy into the water. They moved further and further into the lake and the the water rose higher and higher. And the more they advanced, the higher the water rose. It went from the young man's knees to his waist to his chin. And in all this time, the old man said nothing. He kept moving deeper and deeper. Finally, when the young man was completely submerged, the wise old man held his head firmly under the water. The young man began to struggle, and then he began to struggle in true desperation. 
but it was no use. The wise old man had him in an unbreakable hold and the young man couldn't get away from him and then his struggles became violent. At this point, and only at this point, the wise old man stopped. He allowed the young man to come up from underneath the water and he still had hold of him. He led him out of the lake, back up the pathway to his home. In all this time, the young man, in all this time, the old man hadn't spoken a word. He sat back in his favorite rocking chair and began to rock to and fro, looking out at the vista, looking out at the beautiful scenery that surrounded his home. After several thought-provoking minutes, he looked into the young man's eyes and he could see that they were somewhat hostile. He could see that, 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 actually, the young man was really hostile because he kind of thought that this man was trying to kill him. So after several thought-provoking minutes, he looked into the young man's eyes And he could see the question there. He could see the hostility there. And so he asked, young man, when you you were in the lake, under the water, what is it that you most desired? Having finally caught his breath, and with a lot of attitude, the young man replied, why you old fool, I wanted to breathe. It was then, that the young, that it was then that the wise man smiled lovingly and patiently and gently spoke these words. My son, when you want happiness and success in your life, as badly as you wanted to breathe, while being held under the water in the lake, you will have found the secret for creating that which you want happiness and success and that is the story guys when you want something as badly as you want a life the breath of life you will be able to go the distance you will know how badly you want it you will know that um, this is what you want for you. So how badly do you want the thing, the thing that you say that you want? For me, my lake is, and guys, I am sharing with you, literally, my lake experience is, when I want something badly, there is this taste, and guys, I cannot describe this taste And it's unique to me, I would imagine. But there's this taste that I get in my mouth. And I know how badly I want it. And I also know that I'm going to achieve it. I also know that I'm going to achieve it. Behind that is backed, behind that that, um, taste is wanting it badly. Behind wanting it badly is the desire behind the desire is the belief and the knowing 
The I can, I have, I will, I am, it's mine. When you start thinking about what you want in your life or what you say that you want in your life, start out by asking your question, asking yourself this question, what am I wanting from, or what am I wanting to experience from having and fill in the blank? What are you truly wanting to experience from having what you determine to be the perfect career, the perfect job, the perfect amount of money in the bank, the perfect business, the perfect spouse, the perfect relationship? What are you wanting to experience from that? And then for those of you who know me, please don't roll your eyes because I know who you are and I know you're rolling your eyes, but then draw me a picture or draw yourself a picture of what that looks like. You need to know what this looks like, the thing that you are wanting. And if this is, if this is a challenge for you, then I know what is not a challenge for you. Do the same thing. Tell me what you don't want in your life. Tell me what's going on in your life that you don't want to experience anymore. Then flip the script on that and you will be able to tell yourself what it is that you do want. So you're in a bad relationship. You don't want to experience the things that you are experiencing that in that relationship. You don't want to experience the, the, um, I don't know, the, the, the insecurities. You don't want to experience, you know, the feelings of jealousy that you have. You don't want to experience the loneliness and you know, you've just told me what you do want. You have told me what you want in a relationship. If you're in a job that you hate right there, you want to be in a job that you love. If you've surrounded yourself by around, if you've surrounded yourself with negative people and you just don't want to listen to their negativity anymore, you know what you want, guys. You really do know what you want. Flip the script. Knowing what you don't want is as powerful as knowing what you do want. And if I didn't say this earlier, why you are manifesting the things in your life that you don't want is because you are focused there. That is where your focus is. You need to change your focus to what you do want. Don't waste your time asking questions, the question why. Why you don't what you why you don't want what you don't want. Don't do that. You, you, you know that if you're in, not in a loving relationship, you want to be in a loving relationship because you want to experience the love. So asking yourself that question, why, can sometimes be redundant. As I said, you, you already know that. Guys, look, good grief. I knew that I wanted financial security. I knew why I wanted financial security because I didn't like the feeling of not having financial security. It made me uneasy. It made me feel like I could lose everything. I don't have to ask myself the question as to why I don't want that. I know why I don't want it. You know why you don't want it. You know, I wanted financial security because I didn't want to be a broken down joke eating top ramen noodles. And for all of those who know me, you know, I love some food. So I didn't want to be 
broke down eating top ramen noodles, driving a 1976 Pinto or a Robin Reliant, being desperate, being tore up from the floor up, being manless or womanless, a biological clock ticking for man or woman because I know that my life is moving forward and I feel like I'm being left behind. That is the why I wanted financial security. So guys, you do know why. You do know why. And while it is necessary, most people, you know why. But for the most part, knowing why doesn't necessitate you finding the correct pathway to achieve your goal. Knowing what that goal looks like, knowing what you want to experience from that goal, that will actually support you in finding the correct pathway to achieve your goal. Hopefully I said that right. Hopefully I said that in the right way. So I just want to share something with you. I have a friend, I I, I, I have a friend, uh, yeah, and I'll say that. I, I have a friend. We've known each other for about 25 years and the career that they wanted to do um, could really get them top dollar. However, it requires a college degree. For 25 years that I have been here, they have railed, cried, bitched, moaned, complained, done all this stuff, had the, had the adult tantrum, you know, been angry by the fact that people do not recognize their expertise in their field, been depressed and out of work seen a therapist because they can't cope because they want to get paid top dollar for what they do. In fact, the world, including her family, is against her. Parents, everybody. Mum, they're against her. To do what they want to do or what she wants to do in her career and get paid top dollar for the most part requires a degree unless as i pointed out you're going to run your own company my question is how badly do you want it in 25 years a bachelor's could have been completed by taking two classes a year not even a semester. In 25 years, a bachelor's degree and a master's degree could have been completed. Not even taking a class a semester. In 25 years, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree and a doctorate degree could have been attained. So how badly does she want it? I'm going to tell you, not badly enough. It's easy to be depressed. It's easy to go to a therapist because you feel you can't cope. And I'm not knocking that. Therapy is a, it can be a, a, a life changer. It can be a life changer and a lifeline for that matter for many people. But it's easy to do all of that. It's easy to blame your family. It's easy to blame the government. It's easy to 
you know, bitch, whine, moan. It's easy to say, you know, it's because of your gender, because of your color, because of your race. It's so easy. But I'm here to tell you that in this instance, she didn't want it badly enough. No matter what, no matter all the things that that's thrown up, all the things that are, are given to me as reasons why or an excuse why and and an excuse is you giving yourself permission not to do something you know you need to do so all of those they mean nothing to me so guys as you look at your life let me put this paper over here guys as you look at your life what I want to say to you is this. How badly do you want the things that you say that you want? And I'm not talking about how badly do you want it to, you know, you know, in regard to, you know, you dying and all of that. That, 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 that's an extreme. But what I'm talking about is, do you want it badly enough in the same way that you need to breathe? How badly do you want it? Guys, I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn and you have been listening to an episode of You and the Laws of Attraction. It is vitally important, it's vitally important guys, that you remember that your life is built based on one choice at a time. One choice guys, one choice. You get to choose. Nobody chooses for you. You get to choose. You truly do. Irrespective of what you think, you are the sum total of your choices. And in parting, as we part until the next time, I want to say this. Just because, in this instance, like me, I believe it to be true doesn't mean that it's true for you. So just because somebody tells you something is true, no matter who they are, how they show up and their credentials, doesn't mean it's true. Just because a hundred people believe it, doesn't mean it's true. The entire world could believe something is true, but that doesn't mean it's true, especially for you. Guys, I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. You have been listening to an episode of You and the Laws of Attraction. Until next time, guys, take care.